This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Choate, joined by my co-host, Christian Cheatham, and we have two games to break down in this episode. It's a twofer because it was a long day at the ballpark on Sunday. Arkansas didn't play on Saturday, so rain delay throughout the day. They were only able to fit in Arizona and Santa Clara in the evening, which is when Arkansas and TCU were supposed to play. So then Arkansas and TCU played Sunday, the first game on Sunday at 2. TCU demolished Arkansas. We're going to talk about that, some of the records that were set. And then Arkansas beat Santa Clara, eliminated Santa Clara on Sunday night. Uh, to stay alive, advance to the regional final. But now you have what could shape up to be another really long day at Baum Walker. And if you're an Arkansas fan, you hope that's what happens because Arkansas is going to have to win two games on Monday against this TCU team to stay alive. It's going to be tough, Christian. Yeah, it's going to be a long day. The pitching is going to be tested. I mean, they are, they already have been this weekend, but there's going to be some guys that need to step up today. Recording this Monday morning, there's going to be some guys that need to step up. Some freshmen, some younger guys, some guys that haven't got many innings yet uh, this postseason. So it's going to take a lot. It's not impossible, uh, but it's just a TCU team that's been very tough against Arkansas. They see Arkansas pitching well for some reason, and they just don't stop hitting and scoring runs. Uh, they're a very, very good team. Yeah, with the with the TCU team, it's it's almost like I, I don't I don't want to say fishy because you don't want to accuse somebody of something, but it's really weird how good they've been against Arkansas. Uh and I mean Hagen Smith just got rocked, man. I mean, it, it was right from the start. Hagen so Hagen Smith records the first out, and then from there, TCU just scores six runs in the top of the first, including four on a grand slam from Trey Richardson. Yeah. The dude had two home runs entering the game. He hits two yeah. grand slams in two innings. And the, he also added a third home run. He drove in 11 total runs, which tied an NCAA record. Uh, the the 20-runs scored by TCU in this game are the most ever by an opponent during the Dave Van Horn era at Arkansas. And it's the most runs a team has scored against Arkansas in a postseason game in program history. So you're saying there's a chance. I I mean it's just <laughs> this TCU team is firing on all cylinders, and they also threw freaking Sam Stoutenborough. I think that's how you say his name. They threw him for six innings of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you know they they were even able to save their arms through the weather delay because Stoutenborough was pitching. He started the game, and then after the first weather delay, which was fifty nine minutes, he mm-hmm. came back out and pitched again. Uh. And then they eventually went into another weather delay in the – was it in the eighth inning or the ninth inning? I think it was the eighth. Let me I, – I can pull up my story. Either way, it was at a point in the game where it's like, come on, guys, let's just call it. And I know they can't, but there was no reason to play the, the last little bit of that game. But we went into another 51-minute weather delay. Uh, and wow. they finished the game – and they were able to start the second game on time. But think about if you don't have those weather delays, the extra rest that Arkansas gets. You yeah. know, I, I forgot that they were almost an hour long each. Yeah. For some, some reason I thought they were shorter. Yeah, that's that's tough. And then yeah, after the 
I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but after the TCU game, they had about like an hour and 15 minutes, hour of 10 minutes to get ready, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, TCU, they just, they've done it in two different ballparks. They've, you know, done it two different times of the year. They're just, they're just good. They're really good. And you feel bad for Hagen because he's had such a great season and uh, he's, he's been the guy that's been very dependable for Dave Van Horn and the, the Hogs pitching staff. Um, if we, if we see the Hogs get to tonight, do you think we see Hagen again? Yeah, I think, I think you're going to see Hagen. You might even see him in the first game. Mm. I I don't think I don't, he won't start the first game. I, I think Dave said that 100%. Right. Um, but I do think you're going to see Hagen at some point today, whether it be out of the bullpen in the first game or starting the second game, if there is a second game. Like Arkansas could just lose the first game and it's over. Mm-hmm. And I and I have a feeling that even if that happens, if Arkansas loses the first game, I still think they would have thrown Hagen. Because mm, yeah. you got to give him all you all you got. And and if you have Hagen on a short pitch count, he threw what forty two pitches, so he'll be ready to go today. As as will Hunter Holland. Right. The two arms that won't be able to go is Brady Tiger, who through a career high 99 pitches against Santa Clara on Saturday Sunday night he threw five and two thirds innings that's also a career high um so he's not gonna go will McIntyre don't think he's gonna throw uh he's thrown over 100 pitches this weekend through 57 on Sunday night I don't think those I think those are the two arms that aren't available right everybody else should be available right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, up until um, – I was thinking that Ben Bivey was going to start the Santa Clara game. Well, uh, he, he had just thrown the ninth inning of the – Yeah, game. that's but, – but I think that was because of those delays too. If the delays don't happen, he probably gets used. Maybe we don't see the uh, Tiger pitching for Santa Clara. Maybe he comes in out of the bullpen and then he's still available later on. But I don't know. That was just me kind of thinking. I was like, do we want to save Tiger for possibly tomorrow, or do we have to use him to make sure we get to tomorrow? And I think, probably- yeah, I think I think they it was the decision was like you have to use him because we we've we know with this Dave Van Horn coach team this year is like you take it one game at a time. They will right. throw whoever they need to to win that one game. Right. Uh I do think Ledbetter probably would have finished out that TCU game if they didn't go into the second weather delay. But shout out to Austin Ledbetter. Yeah. It's it's not, you know, a pretty role to have. Like I doubt many pitchers want to have this role. Yeah. But he has the cleanup duty and he throws six innings. Yeah, I mean, he gave up six runs on nine hits, but save the bullpen. And he's done this multiple times this year. Um, and he's also had a few outings where, you know, he he pitched meaningful innings and he did well. Like think back to the Lipscomb game in North Little Rock. He threw some very meaningful innings in that game that Arkansas eventually lost, but when he was throwing, things were going well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he comes in in this TCU game and gives you six innings. And it yeah. wasn't pretty. TCU hit him. The The biggest thing to me was, like, Arkansas wasn't making mistakes. You know, it's not like you were committing errors. Uh, you were striking out a ton. Like, mm-hmm. you struck out 11 times. Um, 
I mean, TCU was just putting it back to the ball, man. Arkansas, Arkansas only had only issued three walks in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So it it I mean TCU had 21 hits. It's not Now if you're talking mistakes, there were probably mistake pitches. Right. I don't know what it is with TCU. I mean like they're a really good team. Don't get me wrong, but at some point is it like okay, what is Arkansas tipping pitches? Like what is going on that's causing TCU to be able to put a barrel to the ball cuz this has only happened a couple times this year. Uh you know, you think back to the Alabama game. Yeah. Uh, that that one felt like Arkansas was tipping pitches. I don't know. Man, yeah, I don't I have no idea. That that's TCU is just I don't know. They just for some reason they they see something in when they see the Arkansas pitching staff. I um it's hard to hard to speculate even what it could possibly be, but yeah, anyways, I think we should probably move on from that game. Yeah, I mean, there's not much. It was 20 to 5. <laughs> Arkansas had four home runs, you know. Like, you could play the game. You could play the game. Uh, Let me read these numbers to you. Team A scores five runs, has 10 hits, has four home runs, only walks three batters. Team, would you say Team A has a good shot at winning the game? Yeah. That's Arkansas. Didn't have any errors. I mean, that's just how it went, man. Yeah. Uh so yeah, we can move on to Santa Clara. Arkansas gets the six to four win on Sunday night. Brady mm-hmm. Tiger, as we talked about earlier, he uh did a great job in the start. Um, very limited mistakes. I feel like he really only had one one bad pitch, and that's what drove in uh yeah. the the two runs and I believe it was two runs. Yes, I believe yes, it was. Um, and that's that's what prompted the change to Will McIntyre. Who left it all out there, man? I mean, one hundred percent left everything he had out there. He said he wanted to finish it, but he he left it out there. Uh, you saw him on TV, just drenched in sweat. Uh, yeah, when he got to the bench. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Will McIntyre, and then Hunter Holland had to come in, throw seven pitches, mm-hmm. and the save, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, big, big, uh, big performances from Tiger and McIntyre. Really, really happy for them. Proud of them. That was that's a tough, that's a tough game to pitch in, knowing that if if they don't do take care of their business, it could be the end of the season. So I know that they felt that pressure and they delivered. Uh, McIntyre looked good, looked great, two and two thirds with five Ks, um, no walks. So he was he looked good, and and we could tell yeah towards the end that he was he was getting tired. And he was he was giving it all he had. Yeah. Uh some lineup changes in this one. So Ben McLaughlin uh came in and played third base. Caleb Cowley moved to second. Uh mm-hmm. you still had Slavens at first, Bolton at short. Um so that was interesting. Ben McLaughlin is so good at hitting baseballs, dude. He is he I mean, Dave Van Horn said it. We need to have McLaughlin in the lineup because we need offense. So don't be surprised to see him play against TCU. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I would like I would have liked to see him against uh what at what point did he come in the game against TCU? Um oh yeah, he only had one at bat and he got a hit though. Yeah, no, I mean like he's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He needs to he he'll he'll be out there the rest of the way. The and the, the thing is is that he's not he's having to play because uh Peyton Holt is hurt. 
He's got mm-hmm. back spasms, according to Dave Van Horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, the way Dave Van Horn described it, it really just seems like it's day to day. I mm-hmm. mean, he said Peyton could show up to the ballpark and feel great tomorrow. We might play him. Um, but he said, uh, it's basically don't expect that. So um, not great that you're missing a guy like Peyton Holt, who is playing so well. Uh, but, you know, the the story of this team all year has been guys stepping up. Now is the time when you absolutely have to step up. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's a guy like Ben McLaughlin. It's guys like Christian Fouch, Parker Coyle, Ben Bybee. Gagewood. All hands on deck, man. Yeah. They're going to need it all uh, against TCU on Monday. So let's do an ad read, and then we're going to get to Matt Grissom to, to get you set for your regional finals betting. So uh, speaking of betting, Bet Saracen. Go download the app today on the App Store on the App Store or the Google Play Store. Uh, it is the mobile uh, app for the Saracen Casino Resort. Bet Saracen, download it today. They have a lot of fun options over there, including the double R props for Arkansas baseball games. Uh, so you can bet specifically on Arkansas players to do specific things, and that's always fun. Uh, so you can go get those. When you download Bet Saracen, you can also just bet straight up on Razorback baseball games. Uh, they had some first plate appearance stuff earlier in the week. I'm sure there's, they'll still have that on Monday for the TCU game. So go check it out. Make some money. Get your bets in. And we're going to have Matt Grissom on right now to talk to us about what bets you need to place. So make sure you have the Bet Saracen app out, ready to go, ready to click on whatever Matt tells you to do, and then make the bet. So uh, bet responsibly, 1-800-GAMBLER. Here's Matt Grissom. The Diamond Hogs Podcast is the premier Razorback baseball podcast. All right, we got Matt Grissom of College Baseball Insiders with us right now. So we're going to talk about the teams that are left in the regionals. So I think there's seven games uh, playing Monday minimum, and then there's two if necessaries, and that includes Arkansas, TCU, and LSU, Oregon State. So what are you looking at? What are you interested in, Matt? Uh, So the first one that stuck out to me, unfortunately, was Arkansas. I saw, once again, we are minus 185. I think it moved now to minus 175. I hate to back TCU, but, I mean, what have you seen in this series that would lead you to believe that TCU doesn't have our number? I mean, they're outscoring us, I think, 38 to 11 in our two matchups. It's just an unfortunate position that we got paired with them. When you look around the league and you see some of the other two seeds that took on a one, we got a really tough draw in TCU. And, you know, we can blame the committee, but uh, what Trey Richardson had two home runs coming into the to the season or coming into the postseason and he hit three against us, two of which being grand slams that it's just unfortunate. I feel like that's a, an Arkansas deal where we always seem to have one random player go off and have their best game ever against us. Uh, Outside of that, I think Florida takes care of business. 240 is a, a really steep price to lay, but you could parlay it with LSU this time of the year, the cream usually rises to the top. So you know, unfortunately for our Penn Quakers bet, Southern Miss is probably going to take care of business. 
Uh, so I like all three of those as like a heavy favorite. You can get Southern Miss minus 205, LSU minus 205, or Florida minus 240. You parlay those together, and it it's going to pay out. Uh, looks like about a plus 208 price, depending on where you get it. Other than that, I think Coastal Carolina takes care of business. Duke has kind of been, you know, a team all season long that's pretty hit or miss. Coastal Carolina is definitely a, a lot more consistent. And then uh, the the Indiana-Kentucky game, that should be a good one. I I don't know how closely y'all followed Kentucky. You know, their story with the whole being RPI ranked number one all season long, which in hindsight now it was based on their their victory, I believe, over uh, Indiana State, which that may have been Vanderbilt now that I'm thinking about it. But I just don't believe in this Kentucky team. They – they look good. I don't think they should be laying minus 240 against Indiana. I I would lean maybe Indiana plus two and a half or plus 195 on the money line if you had to go one way or the other. And then finally, AM. I I just think AM's got enough to edge past Stanford. Nathan Detmer's gonna go today on the mound for the Aggies versus Matt Scott. Both of these guys are are a lot worse than they were last year. I think they're uh, they're both in the high sixes and ERA. But give me the SEC team over Pac-12. I know Stanford kind of took it to them last night. But I think Schlossnagel gets the Aggies ready to shake it off and, and come through with a, a series win. Yeah, that A&M-Stanford game is definitely the one that I'm keeping an eye on today. And the potential matchup with Texas for a Super Regional would be yeah. incredible to watch. Yeah, definitely. A lot on the line there. So, Indiana State, they won the Terre Haute Regional. So, you know that whoever wins the Fayetteville Regional is going to play Indiana State. You hope it's Arkansas because then you would get more baseball at Baum Walker. Uh, is this Indiana State team good? I haven't really watched any of their baseball. I don't know how much you've watched of Indiana State. So, I watched pretty much that whole regional and – because I obviously had the futures ticket on Iowa to win it. What they did to Iowa yesterday was super impressive. I mean, this is this is a team that, like we've talked about with Arkansas, their stats don't jump off the page. They're not great at anything, but they're good at kind of everything. And it seems like they're really well coached. They were motivated to play. I mean, going three and zero at home over a regional, the first one that you've hosted that that's pretty freaking awesome. I mean, how. You can't doubt Indiana State. Now, if I'm Arkansas, I would love to, you know, have my have my chance at them to go to the the College World Series. Will we get it? I hope. I I just can't. I it's the unfortunate thing where I'm looking at this TCU squad and there's just nothing I can pin my hat on that says, oh yeah, we can definitely beat them. You know, when they shell our best pitcher or second best pitcher. I think Brady Tiger is probably the best on the staff, but I mean, nobody thought that Hagen Smith would get torn up like that. And with Trey Richardson running around the bases, doing the Jordan shrug, like, you know, these guys are going to come in here just guns blazing still. And baseball is such a game of confidence and mind control. And I just, I'm not saying that Arkansas is not mentally tough, but I think TCU is alive to win the whole thing if they keep playing the way they're playing. 
Yeah, I was I was talking with someone yesterday, and I said that this TCU team, you know, recency bias, but they they remind me a lot of NC State in in twenty twenty one. Yeah, like a team that, you know, it's not like they were a, a one seed. You know, they got in the tournament. They they were decent, and then they just got really hot, and it you yeah. could not slow down their bats, and that's just what TCU feels like. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to ask you of the teams that have already advanced to the supers, they've already booked their ticket. Who's your favorite? What What's the team that you're like? I like this team. Uh, I think Wake Forest, but I mean they had a pretty easy regional, so there may be some recency bias there with them. But I mean they've been solid all year, and it's their pitching staff is unreal. They didn't even throw their third best guy. Like that's how easy of a breeze that they, they they didn't have to throw Sean Sullivan. It was uh, I think they threw Keener in the opening game, and then they threw Rhett Louder, and then they finished it off with Josh Hartle. Like that's just insane. Outside of that, I think Tennessee. I talked on here. I said Tennessee could get it together. It's a new season for them. They pulled it off. They knocked off the Red Hot Clemson Tigers. I think they're going to roll through that Super Regional. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better path for Tennessee, honestly. I mean, Clemson kind of was their biggest opponent there that they're going to face till the College World Series. Because you're you're going to get a, what, Southern Miss team or a Penn team, and chances are they're going to be able to host it. So that should be interesting. LSU, I'm still not buying in on. I they're gonna get a, a like a red carpet rollout to the super regionals going through uh, Lexington, whether that be Indiana or Kentucky. But this pitching staff just still hitting it. I can't believe Paul Skeens threw 124 pitches against Tulane. That was just that was asinine decision, but whatever. I figured it would cost Jay Johnson at some point. I think Oregon State's a live dog. They could upset them today, but I think ultimately LSU's going to win that regional. Uh, Virginia, Virginia looked really good to answer your question. And if Florida, if Florida can win today, they're just as live as anybody right now. I mean, they they had a very unfortunate go at it the other day. They couldn't wake their bats up in time. Texas Tech kind of took it to them, but they're minus whatever it was today, 240. So I think I think Florida bounces back. What about your thoughts on uh, Oral Roberts getting through with Oklahoma State and Dallas Baptist in theirs? I love it. Anytime, anytime Oklahoma State gets knocked out, I think <laughs> Hog fans are happy. But yeah, Oral Roberts is good. They uh they're gonna play what Oregon? Oregon just won the that yep. Nashville regional. Oregon's fast. That's the one thing I noticed the other night when they were playing or last night against Xavier. I mean, these guys hit bombs and they get around the bases. So that should be a fun series. I think Oral Roberts is probably the better team just because I'm down on the Pac-12. I think Oral is as solid as any of them. I mean, you you take away the fact that they're a mid-major, they're probably going to be a favorite, but you'll you probably get plus money on them to win that Super Regional. So it probably wouldn't be a, a bad ticket to have in your hand. Tuscaloosa, hats off to Bama. They they actually made me look smart when I said Alabama should breeze through that one. Uh, this team's special, I think, with their pitching staff. Now they've got the tough task of taking on Wake, 
So I think the road ends, but if they were playing anybody else, I, I would like Crimson Tide. I I'm looking at it right now. And of all the of all the teams that I've seen, the games that I've watched, Alabama gives me the team of destiny vibes just because, you know, the fired head coach, like you're gonna have you know, you have this scandal and then they go on to win the national championship. That's that's one. And then the team that gives me vibes of like this is just a really solid baseball team that would not surprise me if they win it all is Virginia. I I just get that vibe from Virginia. Did do you not agree with that? Yeah, I would say that Tennessee may be your uh like your Ole Miss vibes, where they they just never really looked great throughout the season. Granted, Ole Miss had a really good start of the season but then they pulled it together and their pitching is what stepped up so you've got the second best pitching staff in the country these guys are finally figuring out how to win on the road I think Tennessee is I mean on paper this is a very very dangerous team their problem was all mental and it looks like they've they put those problems aside that's fair I, I I can see Tennessee. Um, I think people were quick to forget how good South Carolina was at one point. Yeah, um, they've got a really good baseball team. Um, yeah, yeah. it all it all kind of depends on if who comes out of that region, the Gainesville regional. Because if it's Florida, South Carolina, I think Florida wins. But if it's Tech, South Carolina's in the College World Series. I think I think a college world series format really sets up better for South Carolina's pitching anyways. Yeah. If they can if they does. can just make it to Omaha, they can make a run, man. Yeah, absolutely. And we we that was the team we were gonna put our future on, Christian, and we never did. That's tough. I I may have talked you out of it just because you missed the number, but you know what? I've been talking people out of there's no value on Benton Wake Forest at four to one. And right now, I mean, it's like betting the Masters. Sometimes it is favorable to bet the short shot. They're the short yeah. shot for a reason. They're playing good ball. But, you know, I I was lucky enough to get, I think, a 15 to 1 and then doubled up on them again at 10 to 1 on Wake. But I think if, if there's a team that can break that curse of being the number one seed to win it all, Wake Forest is just unbelievable. Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. I hope that we're able to have you back on next weekend. I really hope that we can do that. I, I just, do too. I don't know, man. You, we, I feel like we talked. So we recorded before, before we started with you, we recorded our other part of the episode and we were talking, you know, feeling good. We were like, you know, if they do this, if these things go right, Arkansas can win. And then you come on and you're just like, it's over. It's over, guys. And that's not that's not what I want to be like. I <laughs> I want I want Arkansas to do well today. I'm just so worried that it's and I'm not on the team, obviously. I I can wear the hat and the jersey, but I, I'm still not c- coached by Dave Van Horn, so I don't know where my mental psyche is. If I'm a player, I just how can you not think about what happened yesterday? And I know you've got to have a short memory. And, and move on from it. But I will say this, if if Hunter Holland gets to start today or if it's Cody Adcock, if we can just get through the first inning, just bam, 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 
don't let them score a run, don't even let them get on base, I think our confidence will shoot through the roof and we'll have a chance. But I think the first sign of, oh, no, it's happening again, it, it's not going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. it. I think, I think if Arkansas can win the – how about this? Here's my bold prediction for the episode. If Arkansas wins the first game, they're definitely winning the second game. Uh, who's going to pitch? Who's going to pitch in the second game? I don't That's know. That's my man. only concern. Hey, listen, I'll be completely transparent. If if TCU loses this first game, you're going to see the happiest person that's ever lost a lot of money. Okay. Cuz I will I I care there is an infinite amount of money that I would give up to see the Hogs win. Yeah. So Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we'll leave I, it at I'm that. I'm rooting for him. All right. Matt Grissom, College Baseball Insiders. Go visit them. They're at NCAA Insiders on Twitter. Always appreciate your time, man. Absolutely, y'all. Go, go Hawks. You've been listening to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Chote Mason and at DRStew32.